Welcome back to the Come Get Your Flowers podcast. I'm your host, Diony Genti. We're continuing our week-long celebration of Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo, also known as the Neptunes. We hope you enjoy this just as much as we did making it. Let's start with our third guest. Yes, sir. We're here once again with another episode, giving our flowers to Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo, also known as the Neptunes. And man, I got a very, very special guest with me. He's the creator and host of the Neptune Sunday podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Vaughn Moss is in the building. What's up, bro? Uh, what's good? What's good? What's good? Appreciate you having me on here, man. No, of course, man. I mean, I got to get some of the biggest Neptunes fans on this on this podcast, man. I, I, I can't have this without having you on here. So thank you for taking the time to do this, man. No problem. Let's get into it. Nah, for real. So let's just get, like you said, let's just get straight to it. When was the first time you heard a Neptune's produced song? Um, I'd say the first time I heard a Neptune song was probably my godbrother, who I grew up with. His his mom and my mom are best friends. They're born on the same exact day. Uh, mm. like, I've been best friends since they were in middle school. Um, he was a DJ. He's about six years older than me. And he has a brother and him and I are the same age. So, you know, we would be in the basement. Uh, me and his brother, David, would be in the basement just like when he was DJing, when we were like middle school, high school, just in awe of like just him going through the process. But I always remember he had a stack of crates in the basement and one of the first songs I remember being a Neptune song that he made sure I knew was a Neptune song was Oh No by Nori. Man. He had, he had the, um, that was one of the albums that was in the crate, but it was like the first album. So you could see it through the holes in the crate. And it was Melvin Flint, the Hustlers, um, the, the album for that. And so like I saw Oh No as like one of the, you know, the songs that they called out on the album cover. Um, I had heard other songs before that, but I think that was the first time that that really clicked for him, really kind of exposing us to the Neptunes and who they were and what they meant to music. And I think, you know, a second, like the second part of that. So that was probably in like two, like 99, 98, 99. Yeah. Um, and what also helped with that was like, I started to be, I was the first person in the family to have the CD burner. So like, mm -hmm. Napster came up like he would come and like randomly ask me to get stuff and download stuff. So like he had me putting crazy stuff on there that I would come to find out was Neptune's later, like Beanie Man, Girls and Sugar and like uh, Mystical Shake Your Ass. But like my favorite story, I think that kind of like the, the the combination of Oh No, but then also this story is like he took us with him to DJ a party probably a year or so later. Um, when we were freshmen in high school and he was DJing a party for the two, like two of the flyest girls in the senior class at me and Dave's high school. Yeah. And he let us go. He let us take the crates. And like, we were just, we were just there, but we were kind of like trying to stay out of the way. We didn't want to, we were still, I mean, we're, we're freshmen in a, in a, in a, in a like really seemed like top of the top senior class party. Right. So I just remember him playing Philly's most wanted, please don't mind. Um, and this is in Richmond, Virginia. So it's not like we're up north in Philly or New York. Like to have that song get played and ring off the way it did, like that's something that stuck with me too. That really kind of helped catapult my fandom of, of Pharrell and Chad. Man, that's that's a crazy story. And I, it always feels like every time I talk to somebody about the Neptunes, when I say like what was like the first song that you heard produced by the Neptunes, it's always something about Noriega. It's either Super Doug or it's Oh No. And I'm like, what it and 
for me, like I, I've already told the story, but um, when I first heard Super Thug, obviously it was years later after it came out. My dad was a DJ, so he used to have CDs. And I remember the Source Awards, he used to um, drop like these like volume one, volume two collections and stuff oh. like that. So like, that's when I heard Super Thug and I thought it was like insane because it starts off really like, what, 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 what? You know, it's like, it's like really in your face, right? And the production's in a sense in your face. Um, right. And it almost low key sounds like a little like, like it's like a rock song in a sense. I don't know. Like it just sounded so out of it was it didn't sound like hip hop, but in a sense, it still had hip hop elements in it, right? So, what do you think it why do you think the Noriega and Neptune's collaboration worked so well? Because I feel like that was a lot of people's maybe first introduction to to the Neptunes on a mainstream level, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you see it like when you look at the interview that he had that P did on Drink Champs talking to Nori about it. I think you know, Nori, and the reason why Drink Champs has had so much success is because Nori is one of the top characters in hip hop that we've had in our generation, like where he understands, you know what it means. Like I'm a rapper, but I'm also a personality. I'm a character that he's trying to communicate and portray in these songs and his and his just being public in the public, right? And I think that he shows that and, and like that's a perfect mix because that means that he's open to being different. He's open to being coached by someone like Pharrell and Chet, like, like them coming in with a different sound and having them have the opportunity to do something new and tell Tor tell Nori, like, you know, we used to you doing this up north grimy stuff, but we're going to try this new sound and Nori being open to it. And I think that that's a, a testament to Nori to giving them a chance. Um, and, and I think that helped, like, for sure, catapult Nori's career, too, because just because those beats and those songs are so, so great. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, you were just talking about a little bit Richmond, Virginia, right? Hampton yeah. University, you know, those whole significant connections, not only to you, but to the Neptunes as well, right? So how has being immersed in those areas, like, influenced your understanding and celebration of their musical legacy? Yeah, man. I mean, the, the podcast exists. Uh, the Neptune Sunday podcast exists, uh, like, very much so just because I'm just a kid from Virginia who loves everyone who's done something to put Virginia on the map. And that just goes from every aspect of our culture and, and our world, right? Like, so, you know, we specifically get into a lot of the sports and, and the music side of it. But when we talk about Mike Vick and Iverson and, you know, Plaxico Burris and, like, you know, we can go all the way back to Pee Wee Kirkland. But then we start talking about music with Timbo and Missy, Pharrell and Chad and Bink and Knotts, you know, all those people, like, there's so much. Like, And, and, and then it's just really personal to me. Like, my grandmother went to... uh high school with Doug Wilder, who was the like mayor of Richmond and governor. He was the gov first black governor. Right. So just little stuff like that. Like I'm very proud to be from Virginia. And I'm, and I'm, and I think that that's something that you get when you talk to people that are from Virginia, because we're not New York, we're not, you know, LA, we're not Chicago, we're not, you know, these big cities, but to have people come through our state and do such great things, but also have the respect from those big places is a huge you know, is huge for me. So um, that's a huge part of the connection, right? Like I've, I've been able to be in, a, be in a lot of shared spaces with, with some of those people. Like I haven't met Pharrell and Chad and I haven't, you know, but I've met Leg, and I haven't like, uh, you know, I've, I've been in the same space as Iverson. Like, you know, I used to work at Georgetown and then I met him at the final four. Like, so it really comes down to, I'm just proud to be from Virginia and I'm proud of the people from Virginia. Um, you know, and just what, you know, they've brought to everything then what they've meant to so many people across the world from all these different aspects of our society and culture. Like that's just a very proud, a sense of pride from, for me and the people around me to be from Virginia and always be able to celebrate Virginia. No, absolutely. And you were just talking about how Virginia is like, and I was talking to somebody, uh, uh, in one of these Neptunes episodes about like Virginia and I feel like Virginia doesn't get the credit it deserves when it comes to like you know we talk about New York we talk about Cali we talk about Atlanta we talk about even like Houston and Memphis and New Orleans even Miami in some cases right but we never and Chicago but we never really talk about the musical talent that has come from Virginia right you talk about Pharrell and Chad Timberland right Missy Elliott the Clips Teddy Riley, like these are people that have made timeless uh, classics that lived on, like, and they're not only talented from a, uh, you know, like a 
vocal or lyrical um, perspective, but just even a production perspective as well, right? Like, think about all the hits that those people have made together. Like, you, there's it's countless, right? So yeah. it's just it's just crazy to me how like when we talk about New York, we talk about we don't bring up Virginia. You know, saying because there, I mean, like Pharrell said, in this, like Pharrell named the festival. There is something in the water in Virginia that you guys continue to make this unorthodox, out of the box uh, records, but they always work. They always become hits. You know what I mean? Like I feel and like I you got the state needs to get their credit. And I think part of it has to do with like, especially growing up in the late '80s, most like all the '90s and early 2000s, like when you talk, start talking about those regional sounds, like there was never a regional sound from Virginia. It was just, we just made like- Good music. <laughs> good music, right? And like, and, and it's a testament to, um, you know, a lot of those people from the distant places came and, and dropped stuff off and took stuff with them from Virginia, like during those times in the 90s, 80s and 90s. Like, you know, if you're, if you're living up in New York, you want to go to the beach, like you're not gonna make it all the way to Miami. So, you know, a lot of people stopped in Virginia Beach, like, you know, and Teddy Riley ended up coming coming down and setting up shop and being able to be a catalyst for kind of like the cultivation of the culture and the music scene there, and like a huge testament to like where so many people that we just talked about have their careers blossomed from that. Um, so yeah, man, I think the combination of having it be a spot where people came and spent time, you know, even Jay say I used to dribble down to VA, like. The, all of that it leads up to the bubbling for the explosion in the 90s and 2000s where Timbo and, and Pharrell and all of them are really doing great things. And, you know, I think that's the difference is, is whenever you talk about I saw someone ask this maybe a couple months ago, like, what is the Virginia sound? And I think it's like it's just outer space music. Like, it's yeah, just, you know, it's, it can be whether it's Timbo, Missy or even. You know, you know, Lex Luger was was on a crazy run in the 2010s, who was from Virginia. So like all of that is just like so many, all of that just coming together. You know, I think that's the reason why it doesn't people don't necessarily hear things and think, oh, that's Virginia music, the same way that if you hear, you know, some G funk or some, you know, hyphen music from, you know, Cali, whether it's LA or the Bay, like you know that that's from there. But you just hear music from Pharrell and, and Timbo and, you know, the Neptunes and Missy and all that. And you just know it's good music. You just don't have that regional sound attached to it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And now, and I've heard like during, you know, and I don't want to say like the careers are done, but during their real peak, like the early and mid two thousands, the Neptunes, like, you know, as big as they were, they were always in Virginia, like whether that was shooting videos, having parties or even like events that were going on, they always kept in Virginia um even Timbaland you know what I'm saying their studios were in Virginia it's like people people like people were telling me like artists celebrities will have to literally come to Virginia if they wanted to make records with them like and I'm pretty obviously you were around during that time with were, were that true in some cases like people will have to literally come down or like you know when it comes to big events they were always in Virginia they would never were in Los Angeles till obviously later on in their careers and stuff like that yeah I mean like if you watch um Justin Timberlake has this crazy footage from the making of Justified that's on YouTube. Um, it's like maybe 14 parts. It's it's absolutely crazy. But like the beginning of it is literally them on the private jet flying into either Norfolk or Virginia Beach airport to go and meet with Timbaland. Oh, I don't remember if it's Timbaland for real, but they like they were talking and and JT said something silly like like where are we going in the middle of nowhere in Virginia? it's like and that's that's just is what it is right like that's yeah. but but what people don't really know which are the, which is another factor about this area down in the 757 which is like hampton newport news Norfolk, virginia beach portsmouth suffolk like all those areas combined makes like one of the most populated dmas in the country like second third tier right like there's a lot of people down there, like, and and, and it's fra fragmented a little bit, but at the same time, like, there's a lot of people here, and there's a lot of stuff going on that brings people to this area. So, you know, the fact that they had to come down here, I think, again, as to what I was saying before, is like having that those those big i those big icons come down here, those big people come down here and stay, and be able to be seen and be able to touch the people. You know, that also just adds to the sense of pride that people that are in the seven five seven. Or in Virginia in general, just be like, yeah, 
I got to meet or see Jay-Z at the local CD shop because he was down here to go work with Timbo and something, right? Like that's yeah. like that's just crazy to think about all the people that have come down to this area because of the music and the culture that all those people, you know, brought to the table. Yeah. At that time, could you feel like the creative atmosphere or just like the musical atmosphere, or just like the air in general? Like, was it different during that time? Because like you said, like I said, like these producers, these artists that came from Virginia, they're at the peak, right? They're making hit records. Like, so did you feel it growing up or was it just more so I'm just listening to the music? Like, I that's what I love. Yeah, man. I mean, I think like in my age group, so I'm from Richmond. I'm not from down here, but I, I came down here to Hampton in 2004. And so, like, that's really, like, when Neptunes were everywhere. Dominating radio. On the radio. And so, like, I probably realized maybe a couple years before that they were from Virginia. So, like, that's when I really started to be, like, really invested. Um, But, you know, I think it was just a matter of just just carrying that pride like i wasn't really around the music scene like that to to know like what the streets were saying in terms of like the the vibes but like for me like i carried it everywhere like coming down here to hampton university like i remember uh, one of my good friends uh nasir is from atlanta and first week of school we were sitting in the line um for registration and you know we started talking the first day we met, and he's just like, "Oh, where are you from?" I was like, "I'm from Virginia." He's like, "Oh yeah, the clips from Virginia." I was like, "Yeah, ain't that do but cook?" And he was like, "Uh, so we and that's we we've been you know friends since then." Like so, like that that is kind of like the energy that I carried everywhere, and and just you know something I talk about all the time is the blessing of coming to a place like Hampton University for school, especially in in the early two thousands, is like the regional sounds were all like popping like. And to come to a melting pot like Hampton University and be able to meet those people where, you know, I just was bumping Dre 2001, like I like I love Cali music. And then I'm meeting people that live in L.A. or like people from Compton, like like they're like here with me. Right. Or, you know, all my New York people that are like I, I grew up loving Bad Boy and Rockefeller. And so like being able to share that, share those moments with them. And 2004, 2005 was right when Houston music was yeah. popping. So, like, to be able to experience that, but then to be able to touch the people who actually lived it, who, like, know Slim Thug or people who, you know, can talk about the chopped and screwed music, like, that was cool. But then also knowing what my role in that was is, like, yes, every time there's a new Neptune song that's dropping, like, we're playing that. Like, or making sure that, oh, yeah, y'all want to hear Drop It Like It's Hot. Drop It Like It's Hot is the biggest song in the world my freshman year at Hampton. And, you know, like, yeah, that's Snoop, but, like, don't forget that's really big VA where you at, like where you at right now. Like this yeah. is you're in, you're in the home of where that sound comes from. So that was a really cool time. And I, and I think that that's like a really a testament to like what's kind of built us to having this love for them is just, just how much they rep us and how much they made us proud. No, absolutely. And I appreciate you for uh, mentioning Houston, you know, as a Houston native, you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that was our time, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and like you said, Slim Thug and Pharrell obviously collaborated with already Platinum even before then, you know what I'm saying? So like, and you just brought up Drop It Like It's Hot, and I've been talk saying this too about how much, how many careers that they've helped or either revived just because of their sound, right? I mean, I mean, even though Snoop Dogg, he's been able to blend like a chameleon, right? Every, like, he's always relevant at any time. But when he was collaborating with the Neptunes, it was like a different level, right? So then, you know, when you go, and then, I mean, you can go from many other artists, right, that they've helped so much, like Justin Timberlake's solo, you know, um, projection as an artist, you know what I'm saying? Like, so many other artists um, that they've helped, Khalees, you know, that they've helped even either made or revive. And that's just, like you said, a testament to how good they are on a production level and how you know they just keep it va all day that's just where they are that's where they're from they can't they can't ever hide that you know so like credit to them for even being able to like collaborate with so many different artists and make amazing music with them and speaking of amazing music right i mean you're a big neptunes fan it's gonna be hard for you to probably do this but i have to do this right i need you to tell me your favorite song produced by the Neptunes. And if that's hard, I'll let you even give me a top three or five. Um, my yeah, that's to to pick a favorite is really impossible. Um 
I mean, if we're talking songs, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, like I have favorites that I wouldn't say are the best, but I like are my personal favorites. Yeah, like, that's fine. Like I, I think, um, I think that one of the best and one of my favorites is "Allure" by Jay Z. Oh my God, it's one of my favorite Jay Z songs ever, man. Come on, man. We don't even I gotta do that, that. I think that that's arguably. I mean, it's no question it's the best collaboration with them and Jay. Um, I actually got an episode about that dropping this week. Um, but uh, Allure, for sure. Um, I don't really want to make all of them Jay-Z because that, that, that would be easy, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can go, excuse me, Mitch. You can go, I just want to love you. Yeah. La 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 is one of my favorites. La La La, yeah. The energy in La 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 is crazy. Um, so, let okay, I'll say Allure, and then I'll say um, I, I love the energy on Pastor Cavassier Part 2. Oh, my God. What a record. Um, You know, it could you could say grinding, but I actually... I actually like uh, from the clips discography. I like "Keys Open Doors" is probably mm. just the just the griminess, the just the the darkness, and pushes and both both push and malice really talk really crazy on that, and um, that's one of my favorites. That's three. Um, uh, um, I really enjoy. Kendrick on right is crazy. Man, you know what's crazy? I don't even... I keep forgetting that the Neptunes made that, or I guess you could say Pharrell made that more so, yeah. but I keep forgetting. Damn. Yeah, and then, like... Uh, I feel like to throw a Snoop joint in there... Um, Let's Get Blown is crazy. Yes, yes, absolutely. Nah, for sure. <laughs> Let's yeah. get blown is definitely up there with as far as like one of my favorite, not only Neptune's produced song, but one of my favorite Snoop Dogg songs as well. Yeah. That that one is crazy. Uh I've already gave that, my that, that totally is like just off the top of my head. Like that anyone could ask me that any day. And it will and change five different songs. Like it's it's crazy. Like it's it's too many, too many to name, man. Too many to name. It's too many. No, for real. Uh, I've already kind of gave mine, but I'll just give you one that I always go back to, and that's Southern Hospitality, man. I, I keep talking about that song, but okay. Southern Hospitality, man, is yeah. I love that song, bro. I, it's my favorite Ludacris yeah. song. I mean, that beat is crazy. Uh, and I played, I played the, obviously there's the video version, but the album version is like five minutes. So I just love the part where they leave the beat on for like a minute. It's, it's hard, bro. I'm sorry. They did something with that one. Yeah, Ludacris, like, Ludacris doesn't get the credit he deserves as a rapper, I think. Um, Absolutely not. He does not get the, get the credit. Such a, you know, he's become a movie star. But I think that song was definitely part of a solid run of the foundation of that time where it was like, okay, cool. The Neptunes are coming. Like, like if you want to launch an artist or you want to make an artist get revived, like let's give these guys a shot. And like, they had placement on a lot of, lot of records, a lot of albums in that time that were like either singles or, you know, people's favorite B side cuts. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, What's it called? I feel like, for me, Ludacris before he cut off the braids was one of my is one of my favorite. Ludacris before he cut the braids is one of my favorite rappers like ever. Honestly, that two thousand to two thousand four or five run like people don't talk about it enough, man. I mean, I get I get it because like he's really animated in his rhymes and in his videos, but when you really break it down, like nobody really could mess with him. Honestly, nobody on that level. So yeah, yeah and no. I think you know there's a lot of similarity when you say that. Like there's a lot of similarity between Busta and Luda. And I think yes. Buster gets elevated because he came out earlier, but also he's from New York. And like yeah. that, you expect, like you respect him as a lyricist because of his path coming up with Leaders of New School, being with Q-Tip, all of that. But then like his characterness didn't really show as much until maybe the third album where Ludacris was doing that character stuff from the beginning and people mm -hmm. kind of like, either you like it, either you hate it or you love it. Um, 
But both of them are two of my favorites for sure. Yeah. Also got great records with the Neptunes for sure. Yeah. It, oh my God. I mean, what it is, what it is, right? I think mm-hmm. Neptune produced that. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, and like you said, Busters came with he he his breakout moment was scenario, right? Ludacris' breakout moment was what's your fantasy? Like, which one are the hip hop quote unquote peer is gonna love more? That's just how I look at it. But um, and we didn't even get to like the R and B pop bag. I mean. I mean, for me, like, there she goes with Babyface, right? That's one of my favorites. Then you got Wait a Minute with Ray J, you know what I'm saying? Uh, one A recent Neptunes produced song, I don't even know if it was Neptunes or just Pharrell, but Sounds of Rain by Solange, love that song, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have In Your Eyes with Snow Allegra, like, I mean, and then you go pop, you got Britney Spears, right? You yeah. got uh, Gwen Stefani, of all people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the time, hits are timeless, man. They're endless. Yeah, I, Usher, you don't have to call Usher, it. Usher, golly. Usher, you don't have to call it. Definitely would be in my top uh, records. And, you know, again, like, I don't know if you heard it. A, a lot of people are surprised when they hear it for the first time. But, like, Ludacris is on a remix to that. Yes, yes, I remember. He absolutely murdered Murdered it. He killed it. But, yeah, I mean, and that just shows, like, just the the – the vastness of all these people that they work with, the hits that they've made for all these different people. Like I always laugh and joke and tell people, you know, there's people on my Apple music library that are only there because of Pharrell and, and Chad. Like I don't have no other Madonna songs. I don't have no other Gwen Stefani songs. I don't have no other, uh, um, What's what's her name? Uh, Ariana Grande songs. Only only stuff that's produced by the Neptunes. Ian Chad. Otherwise, I'm not really checking for it. Um, but at the same Mom, time, Mom like, basically said, "If you're not a nigga, I ain't with you." Yeah, <laughs> they, uh, you know. But they also like. I think that's an opportunity. Like that, there are songs for some of those artists that I've listened to because maybe it was before or after a Neptunes produced song on the album, right? Like I think that that's something I've given a shot. But it's also given me you know, uh, a reason to check an artist out for the first time. Like, there's a really good song that I think, I don't know if it's just P or if it's both of them, that um, by Daily, a guy from, the singer from the UK, who, it's a beautiful song, beautiful song. Um, But we never even thought to listen to his music until I realized that it had been produced by uh, Pharrell and the Neptunes, or Chad. And that's that's interesting because... You know, some people would check out the artists first, but, you know, as far as when it comes to some people that I've talked to, like they'll check out to see if like if the Neptunes produce it, then it's like that's their introduction to that artist. Right. It's because the Neptunes produce it. And I think that's just so interesting that the Neptunes have that ability. Right. For people to find new artists or even find artists that they never heard of before based on the fact that Pharrell and Chad um, produced it. I That's like I, that's crazy that the power that they have on so many people when it comes to how they create what they create, you know what I mean? So it's amazing. That's definitely part of why I became a big fan too. Is like when I, when I was growing up, like I just, you know, maybe it's cause I was in the band or because of my godfather being a DJ and, you know, growing up with my mom, she played, we'd be in the car listening to Luther and Earth, Wind and Fire and Whitney and all this other stuff. Like I always was just into the music, but you know, even when I became really engulfed in the, in the hip hop and rap albums and music that was coming out, I still ended up being um, drawn to the production side of it. So, you know, Pharrell and Chad are, are it for me. And it comes down because I'm from Virginia. But like I was really a huge early old Kanye guy. So like mm. I really like when those when those mixtapes were coming out before the album dropped and like he was everywhere and producing stuff for Talib and producing stuff for most deaf and obviously all the jay-z stuff from blueprint blueprint 2 all of that like beanie siegel yeah yes i'm checking for when the album drops i'm checking as does it have timbo does it have neptune does it have kanye does it have swizzy does it have just blaze and if it does i'm picking those out from the beginning like, or or I'm going to realize it because, like, I was studying those guys. Like, I was into that. Like, I was into the production. I was into the, especially when Just Blaze and Kanye were doing their sampling thing. Like, that's what really clicked for me. It's like, yo, taking this record 
like this Luther Vandross record that I've heard my mom play a million times and flipping that and chopping that into slow jams. Like what? Like that's so that's what kind of like I think the combination of those things happening at the same time when the when the Neptunes were really killing it, but Kanye was like really on his way. Uh, and it made me go back and pay attention to what Timbo and Switzy had been doing for years before that. Yeah, I had I had Timbo's album because I'm from Virginia. Like like Boogie mm. was one of my favorite songs when I was in middle school. But but I didn't really understand the production side of it. I just thought that there was these guys were like rappers from Virginia. But then when I realized that Timbo was also making these crazy hits for all these other people, like that's when it really kind of clicked for me. Like the producer game and the producer artistry is something that I was interested in drawn to as well. Man, uh, that's amazing for sure. Now, I know you said earlier in the show you've never met Pharrell. However, though, you've had the unique experience of getting unreleased cut array human race Adidas sneakers signed by Pharrell. So can you recount that moment and the impact it had on your connection to the Neptune's music? Man, that was such a such a surreal just kind of like couple days. I mean... So it was something in the water when it was in D.C. in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I made the mistake of not going to the first one in 2019 because I had a lot going on. It was April. I was living in D.C. and I was like, the weather looks bad. By the time you get to, like, I know the 757. I know how traffic is down there. I know, like, I was like, man, assume I, I can't, I can't, I can't fade it right now. The money isn't right. Like, I got to just, I got to sit this one out. And then I remember just being devastated by how crazy the Saturday night was. Like seeing everyone's clips and videos from that first something in the water. That was the one Jay Z came out for fronting, right? Jay Z came uh, out, and, which was even crazier because Jay Z had just done his B sides two the night before. And yeah, like there's no way Jay Z's coming, so it's fine. I'm not gonna miss out. But then to see him pop, like I was devastated. So you know, then we had the pandemic, so like, and the, and the next one got canceled. So when it was coming back, and I, and I know that there was some other, there's some other drama that's part of the story between uh, the seven five seven and Pharrell. You know, yeah cousin so you know we were sad that it wasn't back in virginia but then at the same time at this point i had moved to philly but i was like being in dc is actually more convenient for me like it's closer uh my uncle has a house in philly i mean in dc so like i was able to go there and stay and not to worry about hotel and all that so like like something to water in dc we there done nothing so the, this was like season two of the podcast and so we had done an episode talking about the artists that we were excited to see, you know, talking about it, being in DC and what that meant and like all that. And so, you know, it had been out the week before the the festival and I think I might've shared it again, like maybe that's Friday of the festival. So Friday we come back, Saturday I wake up and I'm on the phone, I'm in in the bed and and my, my fiance is like sleep and I, and I look at my messages and I got a Twitter, um, at a Twitter mention from Adidas originals. And I'm like, Dang. what? Like, come on, man. Like, let me double check. And this is before the blue checks got eliminated. So they had a blue check. I was like, oh, this is legit. Like it said, we love this episode about the thing, but DM us, to, you know, we have a gift for you. And I'm like, okay. All right. So I'm like, sure. And I'm also like responding in a very cryptic kind of like, I'm slow playing it. Like, I'm not just like, here's my address. Come see me. Like, I was like asking questions like, hey, you know, thanks for doing that. Huh? Blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, cool. Well, they're like, where are you saying? I was like, well, I'm in Northwest. And I wasn't like, here's the address. Come see me. Like, I had to make sure that it was like actually legit. So I had this conversation with whoever the person is on the other side. And then they text me and they said they're on the way. And literally the pictures that are on social media are literally me in front of my uncle's house in Northwest DC and the three reps from Adidas just pulled up and handed me these shoes. And I was like, stop playing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And they're like, yo, these are new, you know, you know, we wanted to, you know, shout them out. Like, cause I guess they had just dropped. Like the other part that I realized is JT Pusha, maybe like maybe snow, either Snow or Mariah the Scientist, one of them, like, had these same exact shoes that they wore during their set that weekend, too. So, like, it was a new colorway that was about to drop, but they, like, 
were having them be showcased by other people. So like push a war on his set the next day. But I was like, yo. So then at the same time I'm posting them, I'm posting them before JT posts them. He's like, yo, and I'm like, yo, I got the same drinks JT got. Like these and they're signed. Like the whole thing was crazy. I'm calling my brother who like it was a special moment to call my brother. My brother is um he's he's like I guess 15, 16 years older than me. So like when I was born, he was basically an adult. But like he's a reason why I'm into sneakers. And he's a, he's a reason why I'm into a lot of music I listen to, too. So to be able to call him and tell him, he's like, yo, that's crazy. Like, it was a crazy moment. One of the dopest moments of just, I mean, life, obviously. But yeah. like also just showing that, you know, it makes the podcast thing and, and you know, having conversations like this worth it. Like, because it's really just about the energy that you're sharing with people you know the good energy you put into the world to actually just show and talk about how so, some how much something means to you and just being positive and like doing it in a way where it's like I'm not making any money off of this but at the same time like it is it is valuable like it is valuable to me like to be able to express that and have people connect with it and um you know this is the creative process of the podcast too like you know we I I record all of them and me and my partner like you know come up with the episode ideas and all that kind of stuff. And I edit them and, you know, we chop up the social media content and she designs the logos and merch and stuff like, so, you know, it's really a labor of love, but that creative expression is dope. But to have that be, uh, you know, recognized in that way, it was a really cool moment. No, nah, man, that was, an am- that's an amazing moment. And the fact that you get to share that with your older brother who, you know, kind of help spark your love, right. For the Neptunes and then doing this podcast, all, all of it culminating to, that moment and obviously that's that's just the beginning but you know all of that culminating to you getting those sneakers right so when you open the box and you see that there's sign like are you like yo is this real no it's not no fake this ain't no ai shit right is this real and i i like when they handed me the shoes like i was just like just blown away like oh oh this is cool man like I, you know because you know, and with full transparency, like I'm, I'm born and raised. I'm a Nike guy, so yeah. like I've owned Adidas and I'm cool with Adidas, but like they're not shoes that I would have necessarily been like super. Yeah. Not because I don't like the way they look, but just because like. Also, part of that transparency is like at the time when I was working at Temple, like I get, I work in athletics, so like I I get Nike money, so like I I buy Nike stuff because like my it's part of my salary, so like yeah. I was just, but I was hyped for them because I thought they looked dope and they were cool. And whether or not I wear them or not didn't matter. Like they were given to me. But then when I saw the signature on, I was like, yo, this is absolutely crazy that y'all are just walking up on on me in DC, just handing me these shoes, signed by Pharrell. Like, like, like for real? Like, (laughs) no pun intended, for real? (laughs) That's crazy. It was the whole thing was so crazy. Like, so. Shout out to my guys at Adidas. That was really a really cool moment. I mean, and obviously I can tell you probably have the shoes somewhere in the box, you know, Satan put, you know what I mean? Like it's gotta yeah. be one of your most uh like cherished possessions, I would say. Yes, they are tucked away for sure. Nah, absolutely. So obviously you have an amazing podcast called the Neptunes Sunday podcast, right? Um, how do you navigate discussing the musical impact of the Neptunes on your podcast? And are there recurring themes or insights that you discovered through these conversations that you have? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, the, the origin story of the podcast is really just about having this crazy discography of all their, you know, all the stuff that they've done. Um, whether it was their music that they actually created for themselves, for other people, and just having that on one playlist. And then every now and then on a Sunday, I'd be bored or, or have to lock in and do some work. I'll just put the, sh- put the place on shuffle. So it just became a thing where I would like just have Neptune Sunday at the house. And then I would just like make a playlist and then share it on social media. And so the pandemic has really, really turned into, well, you know, let's actually make this a thing. Like me and my partner Vogue had a conversation on Instagram where we're talking about our top Neptune songs. And, I, you know, I knew that. Vogue is actually best friends with my cousin. So like we've we've known each other for a long time and we've known that we both share this love for Pharrell and Chad and Neptune's music. Um, and so, you know, that kind of just, we just said, let's do it. Let's record it. Let's have these conversations and see what it looks like. And then learning as we go in the process of what it means to have a podcast has been probably the the coolest part of this, you know, in terms of, I'm a marketing major though. So like the marketing- Oh, same here, same here. 
that that part of it came natural, but just like still being able to have this be something that we built and that we own is really dope. Um, but then in terms of, you know, the episodes and, and the topics, like, you know, we really started off with just kind of like freestyling it. But, you know, in the last two seasons specifically, like we really kind of mapped out, you know, here are the things that we know we need to talk about because of 10, 15, 20, 25 year old anniversaries of certain products or major products that came out or, you know, we know that Pharrell's turning 50, right? Like that's going to be a whole episode. And then like, we kind of sprinkle in other things that we want to talk about. And then we, and then we try to like identify some potential guests, you know, like based on what the topic could be or, or creating a topic for that guest and then kind of just shooting our shot and be like, Hey, you want to hop on? Like, and then just going from there. And so, you know, it really just comes down to, I think, um, the, the the common theme for anyone that's been on, any guest has been on the show or any topic that we've covered is just, you know, just the impact has, is so wide and so vast from, and the music has touched so many different people. Um, and, you know, just, it, it's really hard not to see the impact that Pharrell and Chad's music and then even more so Pharrell as a cultural uh, presence has had the effect on so many people. Like we always talk about on the show a couple of times, like about the children of Pharrell. So we talk about obviously Tyler's top of the top and like yep. he's killing it. Like my, my top listen, uh, top artist on Apple music this year was Tyler, which is crazy. Um, you know, we talk about Uzi and we talk about, you know, even ASAP and mm. Travis all these kids who are, are a little bit younger than me, a couple of years, like a few years younger than me, but like are coming up in that space where it's like they are clearly the children of Pharrell in all the different aspects because they dressed, they wanted to dress like him and skateboard and stuff. And like they wanted, you know, their music to sound and be, you know, they, they felt the freedom that Pharrell gave them to have their music be different and not necessarily be strictly the same type of hip hop stuff that they were hearing in the 2000s um, when they were growing up. So it, it really just is a, is an honor to do this. Like this, like I always call this a labor of love and, you know, through uh, Twitter and social media, like to, to have some people within the family acknowledge, you know, the Star Trek official account shared some stuff, um, had Malice interact with us a couple of times, which has been dope. And, you know, Pharrell has even retweeted some stuff, like, which is really, it's really like made it seem like, okay, cool. Whether it's them or not, like, I, I know enough about social media to know that sometimes it's the real person. And sometimes it's somebody who's, who's been given that task. Um, but just to have those um, acknowledgements and those interactions, just kind of like all that combined just kind of makes it all worth it. And just, you know, really fulfilled and being able to have this, this outlet to share my creativity and share my expression, but also share, you know, love and respect for what those guys have meant to music and culture. Nah, man. I mean, you put it, you put it in, in a nice bow, man. They, they mean so much, not only on a music perspective, but just a cultural perspective. And like you said, they, the family tree, it is even longer than the names we listed. Right. So like, right. I mean, for you to have that podcast that is just solely about showing love to these two people that really impacted um, you know, in all fronts, not even just music and culture, but fashion, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like movies, TV, like they've they've dominated on all fronts. So like shout out to you for even like being able to have this podcast and have so many different guests, you know, just talk about their love and appreciation for these two because they really they're really one of the they're two of the greatest. They're probably one of the they're probably one of the greatest duos of all time. Not even probably they are one of the greatest duos of all time. So uh, we appreciate you for even giving having that platform like absolutely and that's something that's really cool about the podcast like i mean it could could end or not end anytime right like i think that there's always going to be an infinite amount of things that you could talk about on our show because those guys have touched so many different aspects of music and culture so like we you know we had a whole episode with my guy um my guy mike uh who is a, just a multifaceted, like a multi-hyphenate, passionate, creative from Portsmouth, Virginia, who has done great design work, um, but also has a company where 
they take recycled materials and turn them into shoes. But he's from Portsmouth. And so he's been around the same people that we've been around and that Pharrell and them have been around. Um, but he was in Paris for the Louis Vuitton show. So we had. Oh, a whole yeah, I saw that clip and he was talking about it, too. Yeah. So like that, like that's the type of stuff where like there's always going to be some way to connect somebody or something or some topic for us to be able to say we got to talk about this and this has got a connection to p and chad and, and all the great stuff that they've done absolutely so like you said um this started out because like you said on your sundays you used to just put the playlist on shuffle and just listen to nothing but neptune's produce songs right so in your journey of exploring the neptune's discography are there like hidden gems or lesser known tracks that you believe deserve more attention from fans and music enthusiasts hundred percent. There's there's tons of like tons of underrated tracks out there. Um, Got to shout out Corey and Niles for their other other side of the planet uh, discography project that they've like got uh, tons of uh, acknowledgement for. So so deserving. But I mean, it's like twelve discs. Like so. It's just- <laughs> Where there's always stuff in there so you always like even when i listen to that like the, i always find at least one song that i have never heard before which is which a testament to how thorough a job that those guys did but you know i mean again just like picking my top five favorites like i could pick my top five underrateds all the time like one that just i listened to this week is is, is a foxy brown drink called magnetic that has got a crazy bop um hmm. there's uh Royce the Five Nine has one with him and Pharrell called "Make This Run," that I really love. That's from like the early two thousands. Um, you know, um, I could go on. I think that there's a ton of um, you know. I think a lot of people don't know all of the great, you know, Philly's most wanted joints. Like mm-hmm. people cross the border and people know. Please don't mind, but like Philly celebrities and um, the other joint I can't think of. Uh, but I love all those songs too. So it's just like you know, it's there's a ton of stuff that either didn't get released or is on B sides that people don't necessarily know about or don't think about um, that deserves a lot of love. Um, I'm trying to go through it right now, see if I can pick out something real quick. I'm, I'm going to give you one. I don't know how people feel about this song, but I don't care. I fuck with the song. Okay. Jada Kiss rocking with the best. Yeah. Wait, that song, hey, every, day, every time that song come on, bro, I, I, yeah. I got to hit my two-step on it, man. That song hard to me. A similar song to that is uh, uh, that came out around this. Well, I, I think that probably came out like 2008, but like 2006 is uh, the fabulous joint, Young and Sexy. There's a very similar <laughs> two-step vibe. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, they got like they got songs, um, you know, an alternative version, an, an alternative like type song that I discovered recently, like a couple years ago, is, is they did a bunch of songs on a Mayor Hawthorne album. Um, and he they've got one specifically called The Stars Are Ours, which is basically it sounds like it could be a leftover from a nerd project. Like it could be, it could have been added to fly or die and it would have fit in perfectly. So like mm. every now and then you just catch something and you're just like, Oh yeah, man. I mean, that that's fire. Like, like what they did that. Like, so yeah, man. Yeah. No, it's tons, always- tons, of songs, tons of songs. Nah, man. It's all, like you said, with the Neptunes, you always can find a song that you're just like, man, what the heck? Like they produced that. I would have had no idea. Or maybe you did have an idea or you just didn't, you just didn't realize until it just hit you, you know? So like, nah, man, shout out to the Neptunes for not only, like I said, having hits, but just like B-sides and underrated gems and uh, overlooked records that people should definitely check out. Um, So well, man, we can go on and on about the Neptunes, but I got to ask you one last question, man. And my question to you is, why should we give the Neptunes their flowers? It's it's all the stuff that we've been talking about, man. It's just, you know, you got to give people credit for, for really in the creative space, being their authentic selves and, and really going hard and doubling down on that. But then also, you know, creating a space for other people to be inspired by that. Like 
we talk about it a lot too in our circle is just we we were kids from Virginia that were not like like I'm not from from a bad from the hood like I'm not from a bad neighborhood like I grew up in single parent home but my mom we were pretty pretty good pretty solid like so I like I didn't really relate to uh all of that the hood rap like all of the really gangster rap that was really popular like I loved it but it wasn't like a reflection of who I was but then here these guys come talking about being nerdy like I'm in AP classes and stuff and so I'm like I'm cool with being smart and all this other stuff like and that was really a time where that representation really is another huge piece of the connection that I have with these guys is and them showing us a way that we could be cool and we could you know listen to Jay-Z but also listen to Limp Biscuit or like you know other stuff like that or Red Hot Chili Peppers and, and be fine with that and be cool and I was like okay yes this is this is that's me Pharrell is like that's that really is me. So I think, you know, the music that they made is is the second part of it is just being outside the box and always just being able to you know make yourself feel comfortable as a creative to to stretch boundaries and really figure out how to push it to the next level and and then it just comes down to being consistent too. I think that that's the other part of it is to to be who you are and then to really inspire people to let them be who they are to really put the work in and then, and then have that work, you know, and the success be sustained over 30 years is like really the, the example and, and the testament to what these guys really meant to the music. And I think that that's why so many people across the world just love and respect what the music has meant, but also like what they've been doing, you know, across the board and music and fashion and music and culture, you know, you know, Pharrell has a great nonprofit, you know, that he does work with here down 757 and he's got, you know, incubators for, um, you know, black owned businesses to be able to have success and get funding. So all of that comes together and it, and it, and it really is a thin line, right? Like you got to be careful with celebrity worshiping. And I, and I don't think that that's what this is. This is really just acknowledging the fact that you can see the positive things that, that, that Pharrell's doing that Pharrell and Chad have been doing um, and really just give them the flowers for that. Cause they deserve it. No, absolutely, man. Vaughn, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Let the people know where they can follow you. Yeah, man. So all of my uh, my Twitter and Instagram is vmoss08. Um, but I think the Twitter is just Neptune Sunday and then the Instagram is Neptune Sunday Podcast. Um, try to be consistent with dropping episodes on Sundays. So just you can subscribe on Spotify and Apple. Um, but yeah, got a couple of good episodes coming out to close out and wrap up the year. Got a couple really one, big ones that are in the in the uh, in progress for next year that I'm really excited about. So, you know, if you love the Neptunes or you love the music and you really appreciate, you know, the discussion and, and talk about all the great things that they have done, check us out. Thank you guys so much for listening to come get your flowers as we continue to give our flowers to the neptunes make sure to follow us on instagram and tiktok at come get your flowers we'll see you guys tomorrow for the last episode of this series